money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. That's good. It's just Reb and I in the studio today. Always enjoy these shows that we just get to do. I mean, I enjoy the shows that we have guests. But yeah, last week was I, like crazy fun. It was very good fun. So, our team. So, so if you if haven't listened to If you to missed that, last week's so yeah. show, there's the, the segue. <laughs> if you missed last week's show, feel free to reach out. Obviously, if you're listening on a podcast, then um, just... Do the search. It would be in your queue in terms of last week. If you're... Uh, and you have to go watch it on YouTube because really there was five of us in the studio and Will did such a good job of, you know, making us look good, I think. Yeah. But it was lots of fun to have our tax team in, so... Yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. fun to do that. And it but, was, but Merry Christmas! Yeah, oh, yes. Merry this, Christmas this from is, us and more than enough. Today's show is sponsored by Financial Discipleship. So we'll do a Merry Christmas from them to from them to through from us to you. I don't Financial know. Financial Discipleship yes. Canada yes. and notmine.ca are sponsoring the show today. And we all say Merry Christmas to you all mm-hmm. as we celebrate. Now, this is an interesting show today. This I know. Did, did you want to tell people they can go listen to all the others on the podcast? No, I like, think they've okay. got it. Uh, Spotify. You know, if, if you're new to the show, this is how we do it. You know, Reb tells me what to do and I just do it. So there it is. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Dave. Yeah. You're wearing some Christmas garb I, today. I am, I am wearing something sparkly, Very nice. you know, to celebrate. Sure. Um, so this is interesting because I went through the last few years of shows and yeah. we told the Christmas story and we had uh, our team would come in and tell the favorite songs. But this year we're actually sticking I guess we're three days away from a few days away from Christmas. So we're going to stick with. So we're going to do last minute shopping show. No, no, we're going to just, we're going to reference money today. How's that? And talk about the hope of Christ that Mm -hmm. has come and, and the hope that we have, even though we may be struggling financially this Mm -hmm. year, where our hope is found and it's just our encouragement and we believe what the Lord wants to encourage us in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about. But interesting. I, I, the, one of the words that came for this show comes from a book I've been reading um, called the Advent Overture written by a friend of Ray Borg's actually, who is a, uh, often on our show. Um, his name's Stuart McAlpine. And um, he wrote a book that has been really lovely to read during the Advent mm-hmm. season. So I'm going to link that in the show notes today. But um, he wrote a chapter called Stumped. And I've been thinking about tree stumps because we live on 25 acres of bush. Right. And David is um, an, uh, how would I describe Recreational it? Recreational tree wrecker. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he, we cut wood and we do it together uh-huh. um, as well. I haven't used the chainsaw yet, but I can drive the tractor now. So yes, that's yes. my big um You've used to- the chainsaw under some guidance. Under some guidance, yeah. yeah. So I'm still not yeah. fully comfortable in my head with the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's another story. But 
Dave, love you, love it, it it, is you, love my, being in the bush. It's your therapy, actually. Yeah, I mean, therapy. It's my you know hobby. Uh, I often think you know in the definition of a hobby is something that you, in a sense. It doesn't matter how much or how little. It's just something that that gives back to you and that mm -hmm. you enjoy doing. And so it is definitely my hobby. I love being outside uh, in the bush. I love uh, the invigorating. It doesn't matter the weather. It doesn't matter, mm -hmm. um, you know, as, if I can get out there and mm -hmm. grab a chainsaw. And, of course, I also, this is part of that, is, is when I cut a tree down and then you, you know, you cut it up and you stack it and you put it in the pile the end of the time you get to look back and go oh like this is what i accomplished mm -hmm. um and and for me that's an important part of a hobby um yes you know i know you knit <laughs> and it's a bit the same thing when you, you know you do that a little bit for your hobby and then you look at it and you say okay i'm done the project and i made these socks mm -hmm. or whatever it is yes so, yeah. so that it, anyway it gives us great yeah. joy it gives dave great joy he i would say you when you left the family business you spent a lot of time with the chainsaw and, mm -hmm. and it and it you it's a place where you talk to god it it's is your a place where place, i talk to god yeah, yeah. your connection it's yeah. and it's beautiful but we, i was thinking of the word stumped that um stewart uses in his book mm. in reference to some verses in isaiah but also i was thinking about all the tree stumps left on our property mm. after they get cut down now a few years ago ago something called the ash borer came an insect came mm -hmm. through and killed the ash trees in our bush mm -hmm. and um it it if anyone has been paying attention in the last few years, it has just gone across our province. Mm -hmm. And there are not too many healthy ash bore tr or ash trees standing after the boar came through. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you leave a stump on its own? So there's Sometimes. a couple, couple of things that are really interesting about that. Now, okay, yeah. hang on. Okay. Because when we cut all these ash trees down, some some have done something very interesting is that they're regrowing, but mm -hmm. I, I want you to talk about that because it's actually been stunning to see what's happening out of these stumps. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, that, that I was just going to go to that in the sense of saying, you know, when you, when when a stump is left, uh, there's a there, there's like this ecosystem that that seems to kick in. So, first of all, recognizing that there is still life in the roots. So, it, you know, that you cut a tree down and, and again, it doesn't matter which tree, that there is still life in the roots. Uh, but that life actually takes on, uh, I'll say, a new form. Uh, and, and in the ash trees, often you'll have new shoots go right out of the side of the, the stump or yes. new shoots yes, grow right beside the stump. So, you're like, it's not really part of the stump, but it's right there, right beside. And as the stump deteriorates... It actually produces compost. It, it's fertilizer. It, it enriches the soil because essentially the stump begins to deteriorate, but the new growth is growing at exactly the same time, and in fact, growing out of that that uh, decomposition. So well, and there's one right at the corner of our driveway. Yeah. Like, and we've we haven't pruned it properly. I'll say that, but it is like. Like a bush. You can't even see the no, stump anymore. No, you can't anymore. see the yeah. stump anymore. Yeah. It is quite interesting. And there was a tree in our backyard that I'm like, I okay, this is my big confession. I went and prayed over it because mm -hmm. I loved that tree. And it was shelter when Serena was small. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it hasn't fully died. No. Which is really fascinating. And I thought, oh, I should have kept praying so that. But so one of the other things that's fascinating about the ash borer in particular is the ash borer attacked trees that were mature, right. moved through, but it doesn't attack the new growth trees. No, it's and we've had this discussion. So anyone who's an arborist out there can call us and tell us what, what this. <laughs> we only know in part. What, we only what, see, see in part. part. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen as they mature and is the, because <laughs> like, I think they've, they've put in an, um, some kind of um, predator right, for right. that, so that messing the, with the ecosystem. I know, well, yes. I'm not sure. Anyway, this isn't this isn't where we wanted to talk no. about exactly, but we find it fascinating when I was reading Stewart's um, ideas of being stumped. We use that word like I'm stumped. Mm. I I can't go farther in my thinking because I'm stumped. And Stewart in his book talks about the hopelessness of Israel, the hope, mm -hmm. our hope and despair. We're in a stumped place. It's like life has been cut off and all we're left is this, we don't know what. And some of us are feeling that way this Christmas season. Even you and I navigating, changing expenses and all of that. And, you know, we're no different than anyone else. You know, how do we change our spending plan? How? Where is the hope that this, that this is going to... Um, you know, change? And is it going to change? And can I have hope in my finances, even if it's not going to change in the next year? Now, recently, the Bank of Canada gave us a little bit of hope, which was? Well, we didn't move. We right. didn't move up. So we didn't go up. The they didn't raise didn't the interest move. rate. Or, in December. Yes. Right. So that was it. You know, there's something to be happy about. But I was reading in Isaiah, and there are some references to the stumps. Mm -hmm. And when Isaiah gets called by God in Isaiah six, um, he the he he's at the altar and he's like, "Woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips." And then the angel comes, the seraphim comes and touches the live coal to his mouth mm. and says, "Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away. Your sin is purged." And then the Lord keeps going, "Whom shall I send?" And Isaiah is like, "Send me. I'll go." And then he gives him this word that is not very hope-inspiring. He says, you know, you're going to speak to the dull of heart. Their ears are going to be heavy. Their eyes will be shut. They won't see. They won't hear. They won't understand. They won't return and be healed. And then he says, how long is this going to happen? until the cities are laid waste and without inhabitant. And then he goes through all these desolate verses. But then in verse 13, it says this, but a, yet a tenth will be in it and will return and be for consuming as a terebinth tree or as an oak whose stump remains when it's cut down. So the holy seed shall be its stump. Mm. And we have this little prophetic word, this promise that there's something mm. that after all the behaviors of Israel, that there is a line that God has ordained. And I love the verses in it, Hebrews where, where the Messiah is coming to the or according to the order of Melchizedek, this priesthood that God established mm -hmm. from Abraham's time that was set apart, apart from the law. And that Jesus, I mean, the Messiah mm -hmm. was coming and he was going to be that, that shoot 
that was going to come out, just like the shoots that we see coming out of our stumps at mm-hmm. home. We have this hope because then in Isaiah 11, it says, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. Now that this, I'm reading New King James Version, and that stem is means shoot or stalk or trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. I mean, it goes on. Isaiah 11 is really beautiful Mm -hmm. if you can go read it. But here's this promise we have in a time when we may be feeling despair. Israel was most certainly, Mm -hmm. as Stuart pointed out to me, the last verse of Malachi in the Old Testament, the last word is curse, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring to you a curse. And then we're left till the the stories of the New Testament, at least in 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 our scripture. And I just found it interesting. I'm like, well, there's something to leave you with. Like lots of hopeful things. Like you guys know, you read the Old Testament, you're like, I don't know if this is bringing a lot of hope. But yet there is a thread that ties all of, of God's story together to reveal the Messiah to us, which is our hope today. And, and I think, you know, when we, when we broaden out the story of the Old Testament, we start in Genesis mm-hmm. And then we, we broaden that out. I mean, the entire story of the Old Testament is a story of hope. Lots of detours, lots of hopeless detours, like we've just read in, in Isaiah, where we say, wait a minute, Genesis, the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. that separation from God. And, and, and in a sense, the, the entire Old Testament is now God's message to us to bring us hope that there can be reconciliation to God again, the second Adam, right? That, yes, that, yes. that Jesus is coming. And, and this is the season we're in, which is why we're talking about it today to say the hope that is Jesus that spans thousands of years and what we see as the, the Old Testament story of the Jewish people, it is a thread of hope that constantly is dropped in throughout all those stories where the the even in the um some of the celebrations and some of the remembrances that 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 God gives over over the course of history to the to the Jewish people there's a thread of hope that the messiah is coming that the messiah and and what that's going to look like when the messiah gets here right because it the Old Testament's not just a book of prophecies. It's mm. actually a revelation of the hope of Christ, mm-hmm. revealing Christ. That the and and it comes through covenant after covenant. I think we've we've talked about um, even um, Jacob here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. talked about the covenant and the the surprise and the the response Jacob had when he met God um, in that place in Bethel. Right. And, you know, and he mm-hmm. says, I am now making my commitment to you. I'm going to give a tenth of what I have. I'm, right. I'm like, my heart's been turned. And when we, I guess that's our prayer for you that this season you'd have encounters with Jesus that will transform your heart and your mind and, and get you acting on, on this inspiring hope that we have in Christ. Right. And I guess that's our question. Like we're halfway through, we've talked about all this hope. (laughs) There's a quote I'm going to read at the end, but um, from Stuart's book, but 
how do we have hope in this season in our finances when, when you and I were saying there are people who it looks like there's just not enough income, you know, or they're, or they're struggling to mm-hmm. meet all of their, we're talking to people all the time. Mm-hmm. And how do we carry that hope of Christ being our Messiah into our financial stories? And you could just talk the rest of the time, and I'll let you answer that complicated question. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Rev. I really appreciate that, uh, I think. But, I mean, I, I think part of it is uh, is um, sharing. You know, when we think about Christ and when we think about the story of Jesus and we think about, you know, that that really Jesus coming to earth 2,000 years ago, when, when Isaiah says, you know, and his name will be Emmanuel, God I with know. us, yes. that is the hope. And I think we, you know, in our finances to remember that God is oh, yeah. with us yes. in our finances. You know, if, and, and sometimes that takes sharing that is saying, you know, I do the math or I, I work it out and, and I just can't seem to get it to balance. But God is with me in the finances. And so, you know, we have this saying at more than enough that we use often make every spending decision a spiritual one. Mm. And that's really a part of the essence of that is to say that God is with me in this spending decision. My heart's desire is to buy Christmas gifts for my family, but my bank account says that it's going to look different than what I envision that looks like. And to be able to invite God into that and say, okay, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, help me to see where you're in on this and help me to understand uh, we have to make difficult decisions you know especially this time of year if you're you know just before had, christmas and you're going yeah, yeah you're going i have been holding off holding off holding off because there really hasn't been money and now uh, you know what do i do at christmas to invite god into that and to say okay holy spirit give me give me the wisdom give me the confidence give me the courage to say you know christmas is going to look different this year maybe or maybe if you're on the other end and and you have more and you're saying okay so part of our christmas needs to be father i'm inviting you in jesus i'm inviting you in you are with me in my finances. Where do we redistribute the wealth that you've given us? How do we share that with our community? What does that look like? Well, and we were challenged by um, uh, an acquaintance of yours. Mm-hmm. Just she just expressed, um, you know, her desire that for folks who are struggling if we knew of anybody that they would want to take them shopping, invite them into their home at Christmas, like not just give, um, but enter into, enter into some, and, and I know Shane Claiborne, who I, he's from the States and he's, I wouldn't say radical, uh, obedient, but, for lack of a better word. He's an inspiration he's to an us. He's an inspiration to us about how to live. And mm. he he's like, it's it's okay to write a write a check, but to actually involve yourself in someone's life and to be a part of their life, to learn from them, to mm. give to them, but allow them to give to us in ways that we have not imagined. The things we have to learn from 
from people who struggle financially is boundless, endless. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we come to Christmas and think, okay, I'll make my donation. And it's really good. Don't I'm not mm-hmm. belittling that. But this acquaintance of ours challenged me and like, who am I vi- inviting into my life this season? Are, am I neighbors even coming over? Mm-hmm. Am I connecting with um, them that I don't talk to normally? Like, it, it's just all those kinds of thoughts because, because, um, we are God's expression of hope on the earth. Right. And in Isaiah, I read that recently too, which really, I can't remember the reference now and it's it's totally left my head, but I will try and remember. Um, oh, it's Isaiah 8. I did write it down. Like, I'm just really smart. Isaiah 8, he says, before we get to Isaiah 11, where there's the prophecy about Jesus being the, the Messiah, being the, um, will come out of the stump. Mm. Um. He says, Isaiah says of himself and his children that we will wait on the Lord and we will hope in him. Mm. And here am I and the children whom the Lord, who is, he's given me these children, we are going to be for signs and wonders in Israel. And I read that and I was arrested. I'm like, oh, we often pray for signs and wonders. We often pray for miracles to happen in our finances or in our health. Or, But we are actually, like, if we could take Isaiah's words, he says, we are for signs and wonders in Israel. And I'm like, I wouldn't you want to be a sign and wonder? We are the ones who carry this hope right. of Christ, th- that we've experienced this, this um, beautiful transformation from a stump to a tree because we've seen the Messiah as as coming out of the stump he's he's changed the world by his coming and then i think of isaiah in the later chapters in isaiah where he says well he'll give you beauty for ashes mm. the oil of joy for mourning a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness mm. that we would be called trees of righteousness a planting of the lord mm. so then we become those those who were stumped are now growing into a full-size tree and why for the display of god's splendor that we would be trees of righteousness the planting of the lord for the display of his splendor mm. it's amazing and we do that by being um, signs and wonders and hope carriers into the world, into others' lives. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, going all the way back to that idea that, you know, out of that stump, there's life, that like, there is always life. And, and when we were talking about this, uh, this metaphor of the stump, again, so much of the life of a tree happens unseen it happens under the ground it takes its nutrients and and all of that from the ground underneath unseen and of course we look at the outside and we go wow look at that tree like it's beautiful right and then we kind of feel bad when we just see the stump and we think oh what happened to that tree that 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 it's stumped and you know uh, again we won't take the metaphor too far but you can and and that i think is you know for us the planting right in some of the roots and and we we don't want to forsake some of the things that have gone on before us that that we can actually draw nutrients and energy and life from and you know i look at isaiah and we read using scripture as that Mm -hmm. practical yes Scripture has a lot to say about how we bring God into our lives, into our financial lives, into our... Because, like you said, He is with us. He He, is Emmanuel, God with us, which is... And that is, you know, when we talk about it, we go, 
that is that's the genesis to to Jesus story that Emmanuel God with us is the promise that is the hope that we have that that my goodness I get to be restored into that original communication with God of walking in the cool of the evening in the garden where he shares his heart on what's, you know, the animals that he's made. You know, mm-hmm. you can just imagine that conversation <laughs> with, with Adam, yeah. but you can also imagine those conversations that we have now, right? right. They're just as important they're just or and probably i guess more important to me i mean adam has his conversations but i have my conversations with god and they're different i'm not asking him well and and here's the practical part mm-hmm. how do we bring hope and you know you started by saying you know emmanuel god is us god mm-hmm. with us recognizing he is with us yeah. and that he cares it's you know if you've never prayed about your finances before start talking to him about it Prayer is, there's a lot of definitions. We can make it high and mighty, but we can actually just say help. Mm -hmm. I'm discouraged. Um, We can turn our complaining um, into lament. He's ready to hear. You know, we're often, often we just stifle it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're feeling disappointed. You know, being able to talk it out and walk it out or, or take, well, I won't tell everyone to take a chainsaw to the bush, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, you have been able to do that. Um, it's, it's being able to get it out of you so that, cause what I find when you lament, when you cry, when you pour out your questions to God, um, you then release it all. And then, and as you're in his presence, he fills you with his truth and his promise and his, and, and his peace. And if you give him the time, see, this is the thing. We don't often take the time or give him that time, even, even 15 minutes just to say, I'm, I'm really recognizing my body is stressed about money because it's Christmas and I have to do all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So just letting it out and then letting the thankfulness and gratitude for what he has done in your life and remember, right? So he's Emmanuel God with us. Talk to him. Pray forth the lament and then let the praise rise up and remember what he has done, that he is with you. And I think if as we come to the end, you know, Jesus has come already, mm-hmm. right? So for us on this side of his birth and his mm-hmm. death and his resurrection and the restoration of that relationship, Jesus living, leaving the Holy Spirit here to guide us into all truth. We have now this access that Isaiah seemed to have, right? Like we, mm-hmm. this seems to be a conversation that he's having with God. God is sharing his heart and telling him what's going to happen. That's, we have that same access. We have that same, same ability to say, Jesus, speak to me about the practical things that you want to do in my life. Mm-hmm. I want to bring you in. And, and, and that his work of reconciliation from us to God the Father, that work is actually completed 
and being completed yes, <laughs> in us yes. both. So, you know, maybe we could leave you with that thought as we, we exit for, for Christmas. We want to bless you at Christmas. We want to say, God is with you no matter where you are in your journey, whether that's uh, you have more than enough, whether you have not enough, or whether uh, there's somewhere in between. We want to just say, God is with you in the walking it out and to, to just recognize that and maybe during this Christmas season to spend some time to intentionally just say, Lord, show me what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, Reb and I, our, our hope is to inject some hope. Into your celebrations mm-hmm. and because it's not about, it's not about the gifts. It's about him mm-hmm. who, who has come to give us life. And Lord, I just want to thank you. I want to pray a quote from mm-hmm. Stuart's book. In the light of your coming, Lord, this fulfillment of messianic hope, there is no reason for our disappointment that would rob us of the knowing and the blessed hope that not only for life now, but also for the life to come, we have you, Jesus. We have you with us, Emmanuel, God with us. And for that, we give you praise and thanks. And we lift our eyes to you this Christmas season. And we pray this all and a blessing on all who are listening in jesus name amen so thank you for joining us merry christmas from our crew to your crew thank you for financial discipleship canada and their crew i'm going to say thank you from there and join us when we talk money let's talk money is a division of more than enough financial fitness where god is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow for more information or to comment on today's show please visit more than enough.ca